and welcome back to episode number 26 of Inside the Minds. We're starting off a little bit different this week, at least this episode. We're going to go to a two-episode-a-week schedule from now on. Uh, we're just trying to mix in something a little bit different so we can talk more relevant sports more often. So hope you guys are going to be in for the ride, and we're going to try to shorten down the episodes just a little bit just so you can guys enjoy more of us more often i'm not going to say that we're going to be starting off every episode with all four of us for each one of these now weekend episodes we're going to try our best so fortunately today we do have all four of us here so kevin bart matt how's it going today it's going pretty great fantabulous i'm loving having sports back that's for sure i'm so happy sports are back it's about time to like it didn't really feel like four and a half months or whatever it whatever it was, but it feels like the days are going by a lot quicker now that sports oh, are back. So oh, I feel so good. I'm I'm so happy that they're that they're back, especially hockey. Um, but what we will do to start off the show though is like I said, these are gonna be a little more condensed. We're not gonna have our usual uh, Tuesday episodes with all of those uh, shenanigans that we put on, but we will start this one with a food and beer review. Kevin has one. He's been talking about this restaurant and some beers that he went to with Elizabeth, his girlfriend, for those of you who are joining us for the first time. Uh, tell us about that, Kevin. Like it looked pretty good. What you were, what you were having there. Yeah. So, Last week, we went on a little road trip to Lion Kugels up in Wisconsin and hit some restaurants along the way. Uh, so, first off, we went into the Lion Kugel store, and with the tour, you get five samples of beers. Well, when you're, like, at the bar, they have, like, these samples you can try of, like, mixed beers. So, we tried this one called Pink Lemonade. It's Summer Shandy and their Berry Vice beer. Let me tell you. That is literally the best tasting thing I've ever had in my life. Um, it literally tastes better than normal pink lemonade because it's beer. So um, it was the perfect taste of summer, and we all had summer shandy. We all love it. But this is even a step above what summer shandy tastes like. Uh, easily the most refreshing beer you could possibly have on a nice summer day. And it was like we were outside, and it was like 80 and sunny. So perfect summer weather so i gotta give that beer uh beer combo i guess a 9.7 out of 10 now that is by far our highest rating on the show so i would definitely recommend trying that i do know when we you guys were helping me move in i try to send you to find some berry vice um but apparently it's hard to find so hopefully one day we can try it out but that is my beer review for this week Go out there and try if you can find both those beers. Um, and then on our way back from Lion and Kugels, we stopped at this mac and cheese restaurant called Max, uh, which actually stands for Mac and Cheese Shop. It is phenomenal. I love it there. <laughs> it is phenomenal. You guys saw the picture of it. It was on my Snapchat. Uh, I got a thing called Three Little Pigs. It was spicy barbecue sauce, provolone, ham, bacon, and pulled pork. Let me tell you, that did not disappoint whatsoever. Like, I could have ate like eight bowls of it and still wanted more. Um, great flavor, great portion. Like they have the like regular size and the large size. I just got the regular. 
oh my god, that was so filling. Like it was great value. Um, I would give that an 8.4 out of 10. Definitely would try it again. They have a bunch of different options. They're loaded baked potato mac and cheese. That sounds delicious. Um, they had like 20 options or something like that. Like, would definitely recommend if you're in the Wisconsin area. Um, I don't go up to Wisconsin much, so it was nice to try that while I was up there. That's all it's good for. Mac and cheese and beer. Yeah, exactly. And cheese curds. And cheese curds. I forgot cheese curds. Ooh, cheese curds are delicious. But yeah, that's my food and beer review for this week. Watch out for next Tuesday's episode. I'll have another one for you guys. That sounds incredible. And quite frankly, I've always wanted to go on a on a brewery tour. I went. Okay, kind of funny story. When the first brewery tour brewery tour that I ever went on was when I was, I think, like nine or ten years old. <laughs> we went to the purpose. Yeah. Well, we went to the Budweiser Brewery, yeah. and that was really cool to see. The problem was I couldn't try any of the samples. Well, why not? It's water anyway. You watch your mouth. The uh, uh, first brewery tour I went on was the Budweiser one, too, and literally, like, their brewery looks like a mini town. It's huge. Um, and that's actually where I tried one of my favorite beers for the first time with Shock Top, uh, Honeycrisp Apple Wheat. That was delicious. Um, was that like a debut beer that they were having and it's like here try this out and it's like market research doing their during their tours type of uh, thing? no they actually had it in stores it was a seasonal beer a couple years ago i think they do it like every three years or something um so it's not out all the time but because i bought it up into cal when i came back so did you yeah i had a couple 12 packs of it um it was delicious one of by far it's by far one of my favorites, but it's so sugary. Like you have four of those and you just want to throw up because how much sugar is in it. Um, so it's I nice just, to have like one or two at a time. I just don't know if I'd like sweet beer though. That's the thing. When I'm when I'm going in for a beer, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what I'm looking for. And I know what tastes that I'm kind of thinking is going to happen. You know, if I'm having like a pale ale, Belgian wheat, even a darker beer, like I know where I'm, what I'm getting into. So I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the sugar would kind of throw me off a little bit in a way that I, I don't know if that I wouldn't want to be thrown off, but it just feels like it would throw me off too much to where it would just turn me off from drinking the rest of it. Yeah, I could understand that. It like kind of the comparison to it would be like a beer and cider mixed together, like a red apple ale mixed with like a normal shock top. I thought it was good. Um, it was sweet, though, which was kind of weird, but still had a good flavor to it, which was nice. Um, but, yeah, hopefully they bring it back because I loved it. And the, actually, the reason I love it so much is the bottle caps to it. They're, like, black with neon green uh, logo on it. It's very cool. Um, so, yeah. That would be really cool. I, I'd give it a try for sure. Just well, don't know where I would find it. Yeah, you know, but you said DeKalb, so you never you never know. Yeah, I'll keep it on the lookout for it. If I find it, I'll have you guys over and try it. Okay. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. I'd love to try something like that. Uh, well, let's get into our sports talk here. And really the one that's been kind of in the spotlight in a way has been hockey. And there has been a lot going on in the NHL. A lot happening with the playoffs. 
And I got to tell you, I've been loving every single second of it because think about it this way. You get eight teams, right? You technically get the top eight teams in each conference. Well, tomorrow, which is going to be Friday, which is when this episode is going to be released, we have the potential for three double-digit seeds to move on to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We have the Coyotes, we could, who could win and move on. You have the Canadians, who could move on. And we have the Blackhawks, who could move on. Each one of them could be going and actually have a chance to win the Cup while the team that was supposed to be there wonders what if. This is crazy. Yeah, this especially Montreal. Insane. Montreal shocked me like crazy. But you look at how Carey Price has been playing, and he has just been – Standing on his head, I, I I don't know how he's doing it, but and I don't think he can keep keep this up. But Pittsburgh needs to figure out a way to to stop uh, Montreal from from scoring goals and trying to figure out what what to do with Carey Price because I don't know, maybe just have someone run him over because let's talk goal interference part. I mean, it's, a penalty. <laughs> it's for the cause, you know, because <laughs> uh, he's he, he's just been so good and just absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, I think they need to just lean on Sid and try to get him an early first period goal and just rattle Terry Price from the start because the Pins haven't been scoring early. That's their problem. The Canadians, both their wins, they've gotten the first goal. So I think they just need to carry Price off um, from the start and go from there. So here's a quick uh, uh, stat for you guys. So the the top two goaltenders uh, for shots against have been Darcy Kemper and Carey Price. Both with they've both have faced 111 shots. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> through three games, through Jesus three games. Christ. Darcy Kemper has saved 103. Carey Price has saved 104. Oh lordy. Okay, so they are. They are just absolutely on fire uh, this round. I've been saying it, though. I think Darcy Kemper is a, is a dark horse Vesna, uh, Vesna finalist, or at least he should have been if he stayed healthy all year. Yeah, if, if he was healthy, I would absolutely agree with you because he had a really good season. It's just that he was off for, for a couple months, I think. So that's what kind of kind of ruins it for him. But he is he is undoubtedly one of the top goaltenders in the league right now. Yeah. How far, okay, so how far do you think the Coyotes are going to go if they win tomorrow? They're out in the next round. Even though you think they're going all the way to the final, they're on the next round. Um, <laughs> well, Florida's out now. Well, no, they're not out. Yet. No, they're not. They but kept it right, alive just right, for sorry. Chris's hopes. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we got win one for Chris to give him some false hope here. Um, but no, I, I don't think any of the double-digit seeds would make it best the next round. The best, the one with the best chance would be the Hawks. Um, wow. I, I think the Yotes are making my heart flutter, Kevin. Yeah, I know. Don't get your hopes up too much. But, uh, yeah, I think they would have the best chance with the Yotes. I don't think they could maintain the lucky bounces they've been getting. Because you look at that first game of this, that series, like the goal that bounced over Saros's head and behind them, like that's a one in a billion shot that went in. Um, and even last game, like their first shot on net was a lucky bounce. 
that went in. Like, I don't think they can maintain that through the entire playoffs and even another round, especially if they end up matched up against Colorado or Vegas or the Blues. Like, nope, good night, go home. Um, but if they didn't match up against the Stars, I think they could go another round. Oh, I mean, at this point, I think anyone matched up against the Stars <laughs> the Stars is, is, is going to win, honestly. <laughs> they have looked awful. Um, uh, ben Bishop has been solid, but the rest of the team, they just, they just don't, they don't look like they're, they're in it to win it. So, well, I don't think they know what they're good at, which is defense and their goaltender. They're just playing a very disjointed game and it's not doing well for them. Yeah. So I have, I have no faith in, in the stars at all. This, uh, this playoffs last year, I felt like they had a chance and I thought, uh, adding Joe Pavelski, they, that would kind of push them over the hump. Um, it, it, it hasn't done worse. anything. <laughs> yeah. Mark, let's talk about our boys, dude. Let's talk about our boys because honestly, you didn't Wait, think that they'd be here. Matt, I almost thought Matt, they'd be here. What? One second. This just, yeah. like he just popped up on the TV. I want to make a comment. Why does Austin Matthews not shave his mustache? He looks like a freaking pedophile. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> terrible. Uh, he he's has terrible. been. Have y'all seen the outfits he's been wearing too? Yeah, oh, he, they're fantastic he, though. But they are ruined they? by the fact that he has a mustache. Like, yeah, exactly. They should be so That's much true. better without Austin Matthews that caterpillar on his face. No, he I wears some weird something. shit. I mean, I'd wear it's, that, it's called fashion, Mark. It's yeah, called fashion. I, 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 I don't know what that is. So yeah, it's not a protein. It's, it's you being, don't want it. So here's the thing. It's, uh, <laughs> it's essentially he's very uh, he's a very metrosexual man, and uh, you know I he's like a, his fashion sense. He's a metro pedophile. That. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> right, Anyways, before I was rudely, rudely, yeah. rudely interrupted, Bart. Listen, uh, you didn't think we'd be here at this at this point. Well, let's talk about Medusa and how he only essentially just showed up for one game. And then yesterday he had a body on him the whole time. And, you know, he just wasn't there. But I just didn't think that uh, – I don't know, man. Yesterday I had – going to the third period, I had no faith at all whatsoever. I thought that game was done for. But six minutes left in the third. Highmore shoots one. Tay shoots one in. It's, all of a sudden it's 4-3 with a minute, something left to go. I'm like, holy shit. Like the Hawks are two up two one. Uh, like it, I I don't know, man. Like they just have the playoff experience. They have their vets. Like the vets look. They don't even look like they're over twenty five years old. DK Duncan Keith's thirty seven. He's he looks like he's twenty seven. Like it's just I don't know, man. It's all amazing. Our play still sucks, but uh, other than that, it's just awesome. But but also you have to consider the fact that they they hit the post five times, all right? They I hit was the post just like five times. The the, the Hawks. I was just Unreal. like, man, they're just they're just not meant to win today. Like they like to hit the post Saad, five Saad times. Saad would have had a hat trick. Saad would have had a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I feel like Saad always. He's just always so close to scoring and then just doesn't. But the, just the way that we won, where it legit. Um, I forgot who took the shot from uh, from the blue line, right? And and uh, it goes off Ethan Bear's stick, and then it it goes off of Jonathan Taze's knee and goes in, and that's how we win the game. I mean, I don't even know how to describe like 
Like, how do you how, how do you win like stuff. that? It was, yeah. it was it was insane. The amount of chances that we had to score, and that was the goal that gets in. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with the power play, like they the Hawks should have been winning, but you know, no one's yelling at them to shoot, and that's why they're not shooting apparently. But besides that, I mean, honestly, like I just have no idea how we're here. Can we pull it off? Absolutely. Like tomorrow's a great chance to do it. If you ask me who they, depending on who they face the next round, I mean, Colorado more than likely, but that'd be a hell of a game to watch. And I, there's always a chance. I don't think that's going to be a sweep at all whatsoever, even though Kevin thinks so. But it's definitely always a chance. I mean, I don't know if I would say it would be a sweep again, just because, I mean, Edmonton's a super fast team, dangerous on the power play, which is literally what Colorado is also. Yeah, they're very similar. In, in so I think I think, I think so the Colorado, Hawks could win Colorado a couple. Colorado has a defense. So. I think Colorado's it would be defense is a lot better. I think it either go five or six games. I don't think it'd be a sweep anymore. But the Hawks could take a lot of what they've learned in this series and used it in this series to match up pretty well against Colorado now. Edmonton was also second on the PK. So you know, obviously the Hawks haven't been good on the power play like ever. Um, but you know, that, that could have been an issue as well too, where we just, I mean, their, their, their PK is just so dominant. I did just want to bring out, uh, sorry, bring out, bring up Kirby, Kirby doc real quick, Matt, do you know how many minutes he played yesterday? He played 22 minutes, right? 23 minutes. minutes. Yeah. 19 years old. Okay. I'm pretty sure he had the most minutes on the team. Like, he had more minutes than Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith played like 20, 21 or 22 minutes. Yeah. He played 21 minutes. Okay. I. And Doc's also on the power play. Doc's also on the power play, too. Like, I just. He's he's 19 years old. Like, he is so. In the PK. Once he. Yeah, absolutely. Once he figures out, like, how to finish. Like while driving to the net, like he drives to the net so well. He's so strong for how like how tall he is, and he's so agile. He's like, so he, close it, every time. So yeah, close. it's just he's just so insane to watch. And the fact that we chose him third in that draft, what it's just it's amazing to me. Like I with the plus he's playing right behind Taze. Like, like you can't really ask for more. Especially with his development. I'm, I'm so excited for this guy. Like he is he is gonna be really good. Uh and not only that, like he 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 looks stronger already. Yeah, I, he, one he's definitely gonna have to bulken up a little bit. Um because he's 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 obviously just getting thrown around like everywhere. But well, he's also he gets, nineteen, well, so that's expected. Yeah, he's not gonna get bigger until he's twenty two, twenty three. Right. Co- compared to the, the the regular season, I felt like he's he's already been <clears throat> so much more uh, so much stronger on like just skating and and then hitting as well too. Like right. he absolutely right. crushed Ennis. He has a he has definitely a good chance of being a very good two-way player for sure. If like, he turns he is... into Ryan Getzlaff, I will be so happy. Oh well, well, yeah, I mean or Marion Hossa, whatever, either or. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't really see the comparison, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Bart, for saying that. I don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on the other end of the ice, though, with Edmonton, McDavid has looked good, even though Matt doesn't think so. Like every time he touches the puck, he's doing something 
Um, well, no, absolutely. He, he definitely is. He's still but scoring I'm like saying, three points he, a night. Yeah. yeah, he is scoring. But the thing is, like, he's just being uh, – the Hawks are doing a very good job of containing him is all I'm saying. Leon Dreisel uh, uh, has Three been... points a night is not containing anybody. I understand. <laughs> Evan, hold on. Game two, he went off. Game three, there was always a body on him. Either – like, he's he's going to run away from people. He's super fast. Like, he's the fastest skater on the team, maybe in the NHL. No, I he's mean, the best player in history. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Like, he is going to skate away from people. He's going to score goals that way. But I'm just saying, if you put someone dedicated to him like the Hawks did in Game 3, then he's fine. But the only problem is then you have Dreisaitl on the other side, which is, you know, he scored two yesterday, so... Yeah, he scored two, but I thought he was he, he was really quiet besides those two. He was. Yeah. He only showed up in those two spots. The, the, the entire series, honestly, I felt like he's been kind of almost, almost non-existent. Yeah, that's a very good point as well. But oh, I'm also boy. really curious. I, I haven't heard anything about Yamamoto. It doesn't seem like he's going to get anything for that hit, but on uh, on Connor Murphy. But I, I mean, mean, maybe the Leeds just not going with the suspension standpoint. Like obviously the chat, whatever his name is, the Blackhawks player that got suspended. Like that's the Kijula? only suspension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was that was a direct worthy. hit to the head, though. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I don't know if he admitted it too. Suspension. But like, the league has been super quick with reviewing stuff so far, since there's games literally all day, every day right now. Yeah, so that's why yeah. I'm assuming that they're yeah. not. They're not probably probably not going to give him anything. Yeah, which, with the I game mean, being tomorrow already. Yeah, they're not. No. <laughs> I'm I'm not that upset about it though. I mean, it, l- luckily Connor Murphy didn't get injured, but <laughs> he's bleeding. So that was. Here's that was here's what I will say. Obviously, you know, tomorrow is a good chance to close it out, and like, you know, I'm my mind's been playing tricks on me. Like with the Hawks, it's like you you it's your mind and your heart. You know, the heart wants them to win. Your mind's like, no, it'd be kind of, you know, smarter to get the 12.5% chance of getting the number one pick. But at the same time, you know, they can get stupid how like Nashville did back in 2016, you know, from the eighth seed going back, going all the way to the Stanley Cup final. So you just, you just never know in these times. So it's insane. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. I'm just, I'm just, just hop, hopping on for the ride and, I really don't care how they finish. Honestly, they've played really well. I, I've been really happy. Um, our fourth line is garbage, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it is what that it is. Like, that has to get you, fixed. <laughs> you, you, you look at other teams, right? Everyone's fourth line, they're at least like an energy line, a checking line, uh, a speed line. So, you know, they, they have something. Our fourth line is just. Yeah, they're just there. Yeah. They just take I will up, also like, say too, like yesterday's you know questionable decisions, kind of like you know, like yeah, whatever about Carlton. But has he been better than you thought he you know than you thought he was originally? I I don't know if I'd go that far. I think he's been okay because all right. No, I I wasn't happy about the fact that he had the fourth line. Uh, fourth off uh, a forward line and the third uh, defensive pairing against Connor McDavid. That made zero sense to me. No, that's genius yeah, let coaching. That happen. Genius coaching. Right. I know Slater Cuckoo and, and Mata actually, they're actually having a pretty decent series, but those two lines together cannot, they cannot be on the ice at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean, I just I complained about the same thing yesterday. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, but, we'll see how this finishes out. I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm excited for tomorrow. Plus, I don't have to stay up till midnight again. <laughs> but I know we talked about McDavid a little bit. Um, but he might not even be the best player in this playoffs right now. There's this guy that resides in Carolina, Sebastian Ajo. He's been unreal so far. Yeah. He's, what, 20 years and old I, and doing unreal things? I definitely took Carolina for granted. Um, they swept the Rangers pretty easily, and that's without Dougie Hamilton or Brett Pesci, which are they're, they're their two top defenders. And they might actually get them back for the next series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're a team you got to watch out for. Well, I, I don't think, think everyone like slept on Carolina because they were one of two teams that voted against this format, and they were swept by the Rangers in the regular season. Yeah. So like everyone wasn't expecting a Carolina sweep here, but I think they were actually like, just yep. the they were the only team that voted against it. No, Tampa Bay did too. Yeah. Oh, Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, Sebastian Ajo, like his speed and his hands, the only comparable player in the NHL to him right now is McDavid. What seed are the uh, Canes? Uh, they were fifth, I believe. Fifth seed, so sixth. Okay. Sixth. That's sixth. right, because it's yeah, yeah. eleven. Yeah, uh, Penguins were fifth. Yeah, but yeah, they they look really solid. I still don't think they're going to get far just because of Peter Morazic. But if they do get Dougie Hamilton and Brett Pesci back, I mean that. That that team will be able to lock it down. Well, I mean, depending um, on who they match up with, like they might get matched up against the Bruins, who have looked like garbage. So yeah. who knows? They I could mean, go on and beat the Bruins or the Capitals. <laughs> or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I don't the, know if that's Capitals, a team that you I mean, really want to play against. The the Bruins, I'd be more afraid of just because they got uh, Tuka Rest didn't play in the first game, uh, but Halak is still he's. <laughs> They have two great goalies. Yeah, so I, I really I'm not sure what's what's going on there. Uh, Washington, I honestly have no faith in. But we can't dig into this the the, the round robin too much because um, they're not trying. Like you can see the effort in these round robin games compared to the like playing games. Oh, it's like preseason hockey versus playoff hockey right now. I mean, maybe, but then you look at at Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, and they are they are lighting it up, especially Philadelphia. Like they, without a doubt, from both conferences, in my opinion, I think Philadelphia has looked the best. They are exciting. They uh, they have seven goals for and only two against, um, and they're only the second seed. Yeah, Carter Hart is a stud. They're playing Tampa Bay on Saturday. I think that's actually going to be a really excited game. Well, that has a lot on the line because that's for the first seed. So I think they'll take it even higher level than they've been playing. But, like, I think uh, Hazy brought in some good leadership to that team that was needed. A lot of people bagged on his huge contract that he signed over last offseason. What was it, like four years, $9 million or something? No, I think it was was longer than that, but – He's he's making a decent amount of money. He's making a ton of money. Everyone was like, oh, he's not a goal scorer. He can't, he's not worth that. But then he brings that leadership and he's still great on the penalty kill. He, he's scoring goals. He's scoring goals. He had some beautiful passes today. Um, He controlled the play in the neutral and offensive zone. Like I think he's going to be their X factor and how far they can go. And then their defense, they have a young 
talented defense that can get up and down the ice. Like, yeah, the Flyers legitimately awesome. could win the Stanley Cup, and I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, and and Colorado, obviously, they've been they've been pretty much just handling everyone that they've. Uh, well, well, Dallas is a stars. joke. Yeah. And they struggled against St. Louis for the most part. St. Louis figured out how to stop their first two lines. Um, if it wasn't yeah, for that, a lucky Kadri goal at the last second. That is true. That that like, really did come down to the wire. So I don't know. Well, although Colorado and St. Louis all season long, that's how their games went. They were close, evenly matched. So I still think that's going to be the Western Conference final. Um, but – yeah, I think Philadelphia's looked the best out of all the round robin teams for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that because I'm really liking Vancouver right now too. Um, Quinn Hughes is looking awesome, and Mark Strom after that, that that first loss, he's looking really well. So I just think, well, like yeah, let's bounce over to Vancouver the Wild series. Like the Wild, like won that first game, which I don't think anyone actually expected. Um, but that's good for them going forward. But I think Vancouver is just a young team. Like, I don't think they have the experience or the maturity to go that far. I can easily see second round, but I don't know if they can go farther than that. Um, Cause they yeah. just have to do that playoff experience. Cause they're young. Yeah. They'll, they'll be a challenge for whoever they take on though. Cause they're, they're really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I do like Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser, um, Elias Pettersson. Oh, Pettersson had quite oh, the snipe man. today, too. Like That is a young, talented team, and they're going to be good for a few years. Like, Oh, man, I can't wait to watch them. They get more depth next year. They're going to be a legit threat. For, they're kind of in cap hell right now, too, because of the trades that they made. But yeah. they gave away a lot of, a lot of draft. Oh, I forgot that they, they, they're, uh, they're going to be exciting. They got Tyler Toffoli at the deadline. Um, he's a Santa yeah. champion. He's been there, so that might yeah. come in clutch um, down the line. So, and they have uh, TJ Miller too. He has some some Stanley Cup experience too, but obviously he didn't win. So, yeah. <laughs> hot loser. <laughs> Not first, your last. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's. Uh, I want to. I want to hear you guys's thoughts because i've been thinking about this today but who's your pick for the number one overall pick in the draft let's just make a prediction right now from what we know from the series of what we know like what team's going to get it yeah okay well so there's, there's eight teams that, there's eight teams that might get matt, it right matt calm down yes but matt before you go into that <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, I just want to like point out that like, I just wanted to confirm, Kevin. Just that's well, all. Yes. Eight oh, teams. Okay. I thought you were yeah. going to go into. It, no, wanted... no, there, there's just eight teams, right? Eight <laughs> yes. teams. Um, yeah. All right. But wait, Kevin, eight teams. <laughs> I'm gonna murder you. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, like these, like fans saying that their team should purposely lose in this round to go on to like try to get that chance at first round pick or the first overall pick. You get twelve and a half percent chance to get that. That means you have an eighty-seven point five percent chance to get the ninth overall pick. And there's only two good players in this draft. Like, <laughs> yeah, not worth it whatsoever. So the top 10 is actually pretty talent heavy, but past that, it gets a little rocky. Well, like so the I first mean, two are the only like two elite, elite projected potential, but that'll, that'll play. And, next year. Okay. I would disagree with that. 
pretty heavily. Well, I know you looked at the stats before, like the projected stats, when there's a few that are projected to be better than Byfield and Lafreniere. No one's projected better than them. No, Chris Actually, there talked is. to me about There's one player that is. Um, but Raymond? he can't find the stats now. Um, ooh, I forgot about Raymond. Raymond's going to be good. But, yeah, like the two Not that contribute this. next year are the first two, and that's it. And then you have the projected, like, that's six or seven, eight guys that could potentially be elite, but they're more like top six um, forwards def- or top two defenders, but not elite level. So I don't know if it'd be worth it to purposely lose the series. Plus, like, I just keep saying this every single year, the NHL and the MLB are the only two drafts. It is not a surefire thing. I get they're very talented. They're young. They're going to work their way up. It's still not a surefire thing. Plus, you get one of these two players. I mean, you might have to wait three, four, maybe five years in order to be good again. So I'm just saying, like, if y'all want to wait that long, that's fine. I'm here for the ride. The Hawks are going. I mean, the Hawks might go all the way. So we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> yeah, not only that, you want as much experience as possible. There's, there's Absolutely. You, you... I mean, with teams that are this young, especially, especially Vancouver, uh, you want playoff experience for the younger players. You really do. It's just, it's so invaluable. And, Teams, I, not teams, fans just don't realize that. Yeah, I, I agree. But, so Chris, what are your projections for the number one pick? Um, eight teams that might get it. Oh, man. Uh, I, I honestly, it, it'd be a hell of a thing to have, you know, Lafreniere, uh, McDavid, and Dryside on the same line. You know, that'd be kind of crazy. So, why not the Oilers? <laughs> they still don't have a defense, though, but yeah. <laughs> I think the team that that uh, needs them the most um, would either be Florida or Minnesota. Minnesota has been – they have just been so average every year. Like, they, they always seem to sneak into the playoffs but never go anywhere, but they never tank to the point where they have, like, a top three pick. Um, so I think that they need some star power, especially since like that's supposed to be the capital of hockey in the U.S. So state of hockey, yes. State Correct. of hockey, yeah. Yeah, you were almost there. That's okay, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, happy birthday to your sister Patricia. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank well, you. Yeah, you're well, welcome. Happy yeah. birthday to you because your birthday's Saturday, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Happy birthday! Yes, absolutely. Bart's getting lit. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe sleeping. I don't know. I'm turning five. You're old. I've already been at 25 for a couple months now, so I feel bad. I'm just just turning 21 every year from now on. Going back to your point, though, I would want the Wild to have him over Florida. I didn't even think about Florida. Uh, Q has no patience with young players. He absolutely has no patience with the young guys. Yeah, but he's going to be a star. He he is, but at the same time, Q's not going to give – he's going to throw him on the fourth line. He's not gonna give. No, no, he won't do that. No, no. Yeah, he would, dude. He is not gonna give him the chances that he deserves, and that's that's the thing. Like, yes, he is a legend of a head coach. He does not have any patience with young players, unless you like. I don't know, man. Like, he'd have to do some crazy things the first twenty games of the season for you to even trust him. He Um, would. And Matt, who on Florida's second through fourth line is going to be better than Lafreniere for him to not? For him to be on the fourth line, like well, Mike Hoffman. Yeah, I mean, nah. you know, 
Exactly. Like, yeah, no, yeah, 100%. And Ekblad. Barkov. Barkov, yeah, that's right. Barkov on that first line. And then after that, there's nobody yeah. that's going to be better than Lafreniere. So he's instantly doing that first or second line. But I, I'm actually not a fan. Well, okay, I like the Wild. Like, it would make sense. And I do agree they need a superstar. I think the team that would benefit the most and make them an instant, like, Stanley Cup contender would be the New York Rangers. Because as of right now... I think either New York team, dude. Either New York team would actually... Uh, like no, because the Islanders play such a defensive... Like, yeah, I would, I would well, hate Trots it if he does play, yeah, He's that's true. Go play for Barry Trotz. Trotz is literally trying to ruin Barzell's career right now because Barzell is an offensive superstar, but he's like, nope, you got to go play defense. <laughs> One point a night, that's it, Barzell, or you're on the bench. Like, oh, okay. Um, Not only that, Panarin once again sucks in the playoffs. Um, oh, my God. So that reminded me that of, dude, that reminded me of, uh, that's reminiscent of the Hawks years. 16, 17, he did not show up. Like, those are two very good years for him. Did not show up once. Well, he against sucked. Nashville, we only scored one goal that entire series. So well, I was, thought it was I thought it was three. I think we may have scored three. Yeah, I'll, there was one game. There was one game they, where they scored goals, and that was the three goals that they scored in one game. So, but we got swept. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, he just he did not Still show hurts. up. In Columbus, he was good in the playoffs. He was okay. He was all right. Yeah, but he was uh, he was pretty he was pretty good. But like this, like Panarin is just he 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 reminded me like this series of when he was on the Hawks during the playoffs series. Oh my god. Well, okay. It was so not this pretty... series wasn't fair to judge Panarin on because the Kings have a great defense and Panarin's the only one on that team can, that can score. So Jed. Kapokako looked better. He didn't. Have, he didn't look great all year, though. So I didn't have high hopes for him going in the playoffs. But uh, Zabanejad, he only had one point. Like he didn't do anything either. Yeah, I mean Panarin so, had. Two I mean Kevin, points, I think you so do have a point though, especially with the uh, with the Rangers. Um, but like I, you put he, Lafreniere, Panarin, and Zabanejad on that first line, oh, and the God. Big Apple too. That that be great for. Uh, I mean, for but league. then you got to realize they still do have Kako, so that he might turn into something as well. So that'd be kind of cool. Well, yeah, that would give you a solid center on both – or solid right winger on both your first and second line with uh, Panarin and uh, Kako. So, like, I think Lafreniere and New York would be great. I'd be all for it. It'd be really good for the league, too, because obviously yeah. New York gets all the attention. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, hockey's kind of more fun to watch when the Rangers are better to me. Well, that goes for any any sport. Like you want you want New York to be a part of it. I mean, you could have a line of Panarin, Zabinajad, and Lafreniere on there if you really wanted to. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a fantastic line. You have Zabinajad. Oh, absolutely. There'd be so many highlights. Oh my god, <laughs> it'd be like Kane and, and Panarin all over again. Chris, what do you think? Um, I'm still sticking by with Lafreniere will not be the best prospect to come out of this draft. Well, I'm sticking by it. Well, I um, you were supposed and, to send me that article and you never did, and you well, know why? Because it doesn't exist. Wait. It does exist. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it. Here's the, the thing, though. Who's, I think that I think Marco Rossi. The second, from, I think it's Ottawa, right? Is it? That's what they were. Thinking. No, it's 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 the Kings. The Kings, yeah. 
Just kidding. Byfield will not be the best player in this draft. I think Marco <laughs> Rossi has a chance to be the best player out of this draft. The reason I say that is strictly because of his point totals. And he led the, enti- the entire CHL in points and assists. He had 81 assists in 56 games. 81 assists. Okay, but people in, score at a ridiculous rate in, in the, the hardest leagues. in the hardest major junior league in the world. You're a major okay. junior league. I think that he yeah. has the best chance. He has the best, or he's had the best environment to be able to thrive and to succeed and to get him ready for the NHL. I mean, the O is good, but I mean, come on. Uh, well, the here's Q the isn't anything though. You're not anything. But the, the QMJHL has proven to not really bring top prospects out, and the OHL has been Seth better Jones to, board, guys. To, did. to get the better prospects who are NH, more NHL-ready. Like, Lafreniere can put up all those points that he wants to, but if, but if Marco Rossi is putting more up in a harder and tougher, more competitive league, I think he has the better chance to be a better player in NHL. Dauber Prospects has has his potential above this uh, superstar line. So that's interesting. I'd have to look more into it. Um, What's that called? Uh, Dauber Prospects. Maybe that's the thing I was I was thinking of. Um, yeah, th- I mean, this guy he likes to he likes to throw out some hot takes. So sure. I mean. Chris, I get what you're saying. I do. And like the O is harder than the Q. So I could definitely see him being near that borderline elite level or superstar level. Um, but the thing I think we notice with a lot of bust or draft picks that end up becoming gyms, hidden gyms, is the fact where they go for development. Like Lafreniere is going to have a beautiful opportunity because he's going to a playoff caliber team off the bat. Yeah, that's he's true. Playing with superstars who can groom him into a superstar. The well, only place he might have a where, chance to play with Crosby. Yeah, he like, might have a chance to play with Crosby. Exactly. Like he's <laughs> not going to Detroit where there's nobody but Dylan Larkin. And, and the worst place for him to go would be Montreal. Which wouldn't? I mean, Montreal's going to win the series apparently. <laughs> so what a joke! Why? Why would that be the worst place for him to go though? That's his, that's his hometown. He's a French Canadian. He's going to have so much pressure there that could buckle him. Yeah, well, you, like, you never want to play from where you're from, dude. Like you just never want to. Not at first. That. Like you should not go back. But like you don't. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to start there. But oh my god, you've got to be kidding me, Columbus. They just hit post. They should have tied it yeah. up. Um, but uh, yeah, like I don't think Montreal would be a good place for him. But the Wild, where he can develop. But the, he would be the lone superstar there. I don't know if he could live up. And there's to so that. much experience on that team. There's a lot of experience, but there's not another superstar. Could Kevin Fiala, like we Ooh, talked about him, he's really good. Putting Matt him on the Dumba. same line. Oh man, yeah. And and Staylock, he he was he looked really good in that too. I mean, the the goals that that Vancouver scored, they were just either second chance efforts or there was just no no chance for them. Yeah, that's true. So, but like even Florida, there's. Couple superstars there, and were great leaders. Like Keith Yandel's a great leader. Like he would make sure he's doing the right things as a rookie. Yeah, Barkov, Cuberdo, like, those are those are great guys. Yeah, like and he Mike Hoffman, if he's still on the team too. Yeah, 
And I mean, you go the Rangers, we talked about them. Um, they're up and coming for sure. Like if Columbus ends up losing the series, I would love to see Lafreniere on Columbus. Oh, like, good lord, they would dominate for years. I'm telling you, Pierre Luc Dubois, Lafreniere, Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, all on a team. Yeah, with their goaltending situation. Oh lord, if yeah. I had an offensive sparking, would it be a pure defensive team? Like, oh, I'd be excited. I would go buy a jersey instantly. Torch, Torch would have a field day. He would. He loves his young players too, so he would get the ice on immediately. Or when I, he gets drafted, the second the, the the second he gets drafted, the first thing he would say is like, "No, I don't give a shit." <laughs> Literally, he'd be like, "Yeah, Lafreniere sucks." <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, yeah. "Whatever." He's like, Those... "How many goals? How many goals have you scored in the NHL so far?" Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be our AHL fourth line until he proves otherwise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ooh, what a save! Uh, Elvis. Elvis is in this game now. He's he's a stud. Um, Corpy got oh, after three goals. They pulled him. Damn. Yeah, Corpy was not looking good tonight. I mean, he well, made a lot of good saves, but he made some bad errors too. Let, let's talk about the Leafs really quickly too, because oh, yeah, we haven't talked about them yet. I I thought um, once I, after that first game, because I I thought that Columbus thought controlled <laughs> controlled the game. The first game, Columbus went to nothing. Right. Yeah. The second game, uh, the Maple Leafs. The, the the fourth line. What was it? Kyle Clifford comes in and absolutely runs over. I forgot who it was, but but they they just started off hot. They started Ooh, really goal. physical. Nice. Okay. And that was the huge difference in that game. Three, three. I, I think – all right, well, now it was 3-3. Three, three, but they started off really physical and really tight on defense. But obviously with the loss of Jake Muzzin, that's, I think that's still going to be the difference. I was actually really surprised they started off so hot. Uh, Columbus – I mean, luckily they're taking advantage now. But um, this is, this is Columbus's time to shine, so. Yeah, I really think Columbus is going to come out of the series. It might go five now. Um, although losing Muzzin is huge because he's their only good defenseman. Um, well, and I guess Morgan Riley is really good too. Oh but. yeah, Morgan Riley, and they have Ty Berry. Um, yeah, Ty. Uh, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't. He's a free agent this year too, which is surprising. Yeah, playing so terribly. C- is a liability. Travis McDermott actually looks like he can become yeah, a solid top have a four good today. So. Um, well, yeah, well he, he's an offensive here's, player, but here's the question though, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Now, I listened to another another guy. He's a he works at Sportsnet up in Canada, up in Toronto. Um, he's got his own podcast. Have you guys Jeff ever Merrick. heard of? No, if you guys have ever heard of Steve Dangle? Oh yeah, um, big Leafs guy, right? Oh yeah, and that's the guy I was who listening yelled, yelled to up and down one of. Uh, when uh, the Kings emergency goal, you went in, right? Yeah. On YouTube? Yeah, yeah when I showed you guys? <laughs> um, first of all, I showed that one. But... Oh. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> anyway, he brought Wait, up kind Chris, of a good I'm point sorry. the other day. <laughs> and uh, not the other day, but the last video that he posted. If the Leafs don't come out of this series... Trade off the Matthews. An, well, I'm not going to say that, but is it time to make some major, major choices, like big decisions? Trade I'm not us. saying, I'm not saying blow the and entire thing up. And but are they going to have to start making those tough choices 
like maybe trading one of their first line guys. Here's the only two people to get that another are draft pick out of like I don't know because and and before anyone says anything, like don't say oh oh this is just a result of the of the bubble, right? No, this has been uh, as he said three years. years worth of crap that they can't just get together, and it doesn't make any sense. It. They, they they haven't performed to their potential. They should have won a cup by now, in my opinion. Like, what, what do you guys think? Is, is it time to make some major decision involving one of their first-line guys? Well, Kyle Dubas, he's going to – the only two people that are safe in his eyes are – well, the first one's definitely Austin Matthews. He's staying no matter what. Um, and I would think Tavares. And then other than that, probably – Tavares is be safe because he can't move him. You can't. You can't. True. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Uh, but well, at the same time... You can move him. It's just that no one's going to take him. Yeah, especially with that big of a contract. Yeah. But and with the Islanders just didn't want to pay him. So, I mean, they moved on. And that was good for them. They but, didn't want to pay him. He didn't want to be there. Bart, are you going to interrupt me some more? <laughs> well, stop saying things that are wrong. Bart won't have to interrupt you. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, those are the only well, two I mean, guys John Tavares does have a no movement clause. Yeah, oh, does he really? Right. Yeah, yes, he does. Oh, okay, All right, so yeah, he, he really can't move. <laughs> he can go nowhere. Again, you forgot Bar- about Martin Bar- Riley though. Bar- Martin Riley's not going anywhere. <laughs> and then, other than that, it's a fire stuff. That's all I wanted to say. That's all. That's all I wanted to get out. But yeah, God damn it, Bart. That's no. it. I'm, I <laughs> might not sing Happy Birthday to you. You might not. Well, you thank you what? for saving our ears. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know that I'm getting older, so that's okay. Um, I will definitely sing happy birthday, birthday to you. Then. <laughs> I will definitely sing happy birthday to you. He's gonna sing like three languages. <laughs> I will sing. I will sing it in three languages: in Polish, in English, and well, I only know Merry Christmas in Spanish. So you might get Merry Christmas in Spanish. So nice. just, you, know. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it in that case. Um, but oh, Italian! I that's the only thing I came that came out of my Italian class. Okay. Well, Spanish is just Feliz Cumpleaños a ti. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> you just seen that like five times. Well, already. and then in an Italian, it's Tanti Aguri a ti. Okay. So yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. But yeah, only two yeah, guys that are okay. safe: Dubis's eyes. Uh, and more. Oh my Jesus! Is, is yeah, Kyle Dubas safe? Now that's that's a question. See, no. that's actually a really good question because now they have Matthews, who's making eleven six, Tavares, who's making eleven even, Marner, who's making ten eight, Nylander, who's making almost seven, and then everybody else is making three five or less. Morgan Riley's making three five or less. Yeah, how much Morgan, is Morgan Riley making? Oh, I'm looking at the offense. Oh, oh uh, and, and, like, and he's Jake, Muzzin, Jake Muzzin's making a decent I, amount, too. Riley's making five, CC's four, five, Muzzin's four, Ooh, four. and then everyone else isn't at three. Dear Lord, he overpaid so many guys. So yeah, that's the no. issue, is that you have you have guys in your bottom line, like, like they have uh, four guys, or let me count, they have six guys that are making under a million. And that's there's a reason for that, right? So when you load up on your top line like he has, like that's great and all if you if you just want to try to have them to score every single time that they're on the ice and that's it. What about the other three lines that you have? 
I, I'm not saying that William Nylander is a bad player. I'm not saying that he needs to be the one that's going to be traded, even though I think he would be the one that's going to get traded. I'm not saying Kerfoot needs to be traded, even though I, I can see him getting traded. I'm not saying that Cody Cece should be, because I think he could be. Well, he no, should he's, be. Actually, he's an unrestricted he's, he's free agent. Cut, so, so yeah. well, he's he's a UFA next year. So, Cody Cece is going to be gone. I'm not saying any of these guys need to be, but there has to be some sort of major change. And I don't know if it's getting rid of a guy like Marner, but I don't know if anybody, if any team out there is going to want to take an $11 million contract until 2025. I mean, if you have a team with cap space on it, they could. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marner. And not only that, Marner's Delphi, really yeah. good on the, uh, uh, on the penalty kill as well too. He's actually really solid all around. So uh, trading those top three guys would be uh, it just be really really tough because that would set the Leafs back a few years. But at the no same time, who you trade like if you trade Austin Matthews, you could easily get three first round draft picks for him. Yeah, but that's that's a franchise player. Like that is he's one of the top players in the league. Not everyone easily. scores first uh, in his the four goals in his first game. You're yeah, right, so. but <laughs> at the same time, if your team's going to take a step back, like I don't think. Mar- Matthews will be traded, but if you're going to take, like, if you're willingly going to blow up the team, go all out. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as trading Matthews. I mean, I wouldn't either. I, 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 but I at see, the same I, time, I see what you're trying to say. He should get traded to a U.S. team. He should get traded to New York. The best U.S. born player ever in New York. He's from Arizona. Put him in Phoenix. Did Patrick Kane uh, die? That too much, so we can't do uh, it. Did, did Patrick Kane die? Okay. Okay. He will be the best U.S. He will be the U.S. best U.S. born player. Did Mike Madonna die already? Dude, are we forgetting about Mike Madonna? All right. I I don't want to get into this conversation right now because we we can do this before the go down down a a, a rabbit hole. But uh, my kind of my Oshi. Uh, just to, like finish T.J. Rice. He he just had a legendary moment. That's 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 about it. He um, scored like they, nine penalties on Bobrovsky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it takes. Uh, but I think I think it's important to point out that uh, the way that that the Leafs adjusted to the Columbus game, so that they that that actually brought them to win Game Two, I think is really important. So I think Sheldon uh, Keith is actually a really good. Uh, option is their head coach, so I definitely think that they should keep him because um, I think he's he's led that team really well. But Kyle Dubas, I mean, you you bring in so many so many guys, right? That are making three to four million dollars on defense that can't produce. You need players on uh, ELC uh, contracts, right? So that you're, you're you're saving money there. You you need production from the guys that you draft. And honestly, I I don't even know. Oh, Robertson, he's he, he was one of their top picks. That he's actually just started playing now. But that's that's the only one that I can really think of that's that's on an ELC on that team. Oh, Robertson scored a goal tonight. Yeah, yeah. He actually looks really solid. So yeah, but I they mean, they need more more guys like that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what the Leafs do when they end up blowing the series. Um, 
like because even this game, like they started out hot. Yeah, Columbus has scored three unanswered third period goals. Because Frederick Anderson, in my opinion, he's, Ed he's also one of the what? Ed Sheeran. Frederick yeah. Anderson. <laughs> he oh, Sheeran. does he look like Ed Sheeran? Yeah. I have no he, idea. He uh, that's what he dressed up as for Halloween this year. Too. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Um, but he, he is a really good, uh, goalie. It's just that when you have no defense in front of you and you're a late starter for you shots a night. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's not going to be good for him. So, and and they have before, uh, they traded for, for Campbell. He's a solid backup, but before him, they, they had nobody. So he was playing like 60 games a year. Every year, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, no. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Leafs do for sure. I definitely think one of their top players will be traded this season, which means. It's, oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. That's a replacer. That's a replacer. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I was so excited. Uh, yeah, three, but, three. Like, good Lord. Since Tavares has the no move clause, like, that was such a mistake. It was, but there's no way he was going to sign it without it because he knew he'd get traded. <laughs> yeah, but but just just signing him, like why? Because why? he's a Toronto kid and he was a superstar, but he doesn't have the mentality to be a game changing franchise player. Well, I mean, I think if he knew Barry Trotz was going to New York, it'd be a different story. Uh, yeah, nope. I, don't, I story. don't know. He was really sick of that organization, and he's an offensive player. And- Again, Trotz is literally defense, defense, defense. Yeah, he would have gotten maybe like 30 points a year. <laughs> he w- he would have been mad. So, um, But yeah, I think I it'll think, be Marner that's getting traded this year. Well, I was going to say that. I think Marner gets traded. And I think that a very reasonable team for Marner to go to would be the New York Rangers. The reason I say that is because they need that right-wing help they have plenty of draft picks. They have four first-round picks over the next three years. They should have camp so, space, too. And they are running at about... I'm trying to do the quick quick math on this. They're they're only locked up for under $60 million next year. So yeah, Even with Panarin's contract? Yeah, so they're going to have plenty of cap space if they want that to work. They have plenty of draft picks for it to work. And I think, spot. yeah, I think that if I think if the Maple Leafs don't make it out of this series, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that that uh, Jeff Gordon is just going to give a call over to to Toronto and say, what do you want for Mitch Marner? Because I it, it feels like a very reasonable place for him to go. So are you, you pretty much assuming Kyle Dubas gets uh, fired if he doesn't make it through this round? I think so. Yeah, because I think there's the, no other no other option. He's he's had years. his opportunity. It's been three years. This this whole Marner or not Mar well Marner yeah, but Marner to Paris Matthews, if you want to call it an experiment, it's it's over. Yeah, well, okay. just I, I don't way think too that was the problem, though. The, yeah, when you when you look at the defense that they put together, like well, they're all making you know three to five million. Like, what do you 
where's all, all that money is going to disappear really quick there. He, they, he put them in extreme cap hell. And that's kind of where I'm getting at too, with this being an experiment, right? So this, this whole experiment, like let's, let's just put a major investment into our first line. Let's see where that gets us. Well, the experiments kind of, shown what it's going to do for you over the past three years they drafted really poorly too exactly like marner matthews Tavares are all good players don't get me wrong about that but you got to have more than just them you got to have more than just them like you're saying okay our first line's out on the ice why aren't they scoring all the time like you can't put that pressure on them they're good players they can thrive if they want to but you're basically telling these guys, we're going to pay you $11 million a year and you better start scoring because nobody else on this team is. That's the idea that I'm getting, getting from. And it's, it's not fair to those guys. It really isn't because I fully believe that if I, I know I'm just throwing this term out there, but if they would have taken a pay cut, let's say they're each making, I don't know, seven, five, eight million, and now you can invest in the defense. I think the Maple Leafs are a lot better See, solid team than what they are right now. Austin Matthews and Marner are worth ten million dollars. I don't think Tavares, John Tavares is worth <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's ridiculous. And I think he's on like a long term deal too, so that is just a fuck up. Yeah. Go back to New York really fast with the Rangers. Uh, where do you guys think uh, Lundqvist is going to go? He's not staying with New York, is he? Well, he does. He has a no movement clause, and he has one more year, eight point five million dollars. No one's taking him. He's staying in New York. Uh, what I think is going to happen is Shesterkin is going to be the number one next year. Uh, Hank is going to be the backup and groom Shesterkin into the franchise goalie role. Um, and Grigoriev is going to be traded. Yeah, and I think it would be the smart move. Because Grigoriev will get assets bad from a team that needs a goalie like Toronto. Play the him. backup goalie. No, we, we, we just talked. Like okay. They don't have draft picks to give up. They have Mitch Marner to give up. Oh, no, so, man. So because are you saying that... Two goalie systems, though. Like new trend in the NHL, Freddie Anderson and Dorioev, and you give up Marner and you free up cap space to go get another defenseman or a depth forward. Yeah, okay. okay no, you know what? I, I'm warming up to it a little bit. Like, it not, makes I'm, a lot of sense. I'm not. And well, you're here's wrong. the. You're <laughs> yeah, well, because you, you still have to give up a lot more for for Marner, but okay. I. But they have the draft picks to do it too. So okay, so so what do you think that trade not would look Toronto. like? Toronto. What 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 do you think that trade would look like? So Marner for Lundqvist and what? What well, no what Gregoriev. Gorgiev. Oh sorry. Yeah, uh, Gregoriev and Gorgiev. Gorg whatever. <laughs> He's Russian. I don't know the name. <laughs> but oh, they can't trade him. Yeah, they, Gorgiev. What? Yeah, they can't trade him. He's in the last year of his ELC. Oh. Um... So unless they want to get rid of Shesterkin, nope, no. <laughs> because oh, here's the because here's the thing: like if they're gonna give up Lundqvist, which I could see them doing, if they're gonna give him up, 
and get Warner in return, that means they're only clearing up about three million in cap space. Is because D'Angelo? Uh, is is D'Angelo on D'Angelo, his ELC? D'Angelo's not on his ELC, but he's on his last year of his deal. Okay. Um. There's not there's not a lot here to be honest, unless yeah, unless the Rangers want to give give the the Leafs Chris Kreider, but I don't oh. I don't really see that happening. I, because, I would do it. I mean, they just signed him to an extension. Yeah, and, <laughs> like you know what? I mean, it would too. But like, yeah, I think you would just take a first round pick and a cheaper forward, maybe a cheaper defenseman. And yeah, but but the Toronto can't give up any more draft picks. No, no they, they uh, really can't. No, a draft pick from New York to Toronto. Oh, yeah, they could. Like, do the twenty twenty two first round pick. And then do Chris Kreider and another like second or third line defenseman. Done. Give me Marner. So you're basically replacing Chris Kreider for Mitch Marner. I mean, Mitch Marner is better than Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider is making six million. He will be making six point five next year. So that's still tough. That's and still... he's locked in long term too. I don't think Toronto wants to do that. Like I'm oh, playing GM mode on a we on got, franchise. We got some overtime hockey, boys. Well, Chris Kreider's locked up till 2027. Yeah, that's too so long. They can't unless, do that. And then Marner's locked up till 25. So it's not a huge difference. Let's be real. I wish we would have like thought of coming up with trades before this episode started, but it's like it's interesting to at least think about, you know, because oh, I think. I think the Rangers are that one piece away, and I think that they need a solid goalie too. But they're that one offensive piece away from being something really See, great. That's why I want Lafreniere there. I think it'd be great for them. Yeah, but he's not proven yet. That's the thing. Like, Chris, you're my, so negative about him. I'm not. I'm he's not negative about it. I'm realistic <laughs> about him because how about this, Kevin? Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be McDavid? Well, no. McDavid's going okay. to be the best hockey then, player ever. Okay, then like get. I, I think he doesn't even need to be in the conversation of being this immediate impact guy because I only think Lafreniere is going to score 45 to 50 points next season. Well, yeah, it's, it's going to be, be his some, rookie year. He's not going to go that's, insane. That's still pretty it's still decent, pretty yeah. Good. But I think a lot of people are projecting him to be like this 80, 90, 100-point score yeah, right off the bat. A couple of years. And, but that's the thing. Do you get... A guy like Marner, who I think he's going to be the equivalent to Taylor Hall, is going to be a potential point per game score, or do you wait on him for a couple of years? Because realistically, Panarin's going to be getting older, Zabinajad's going to be getting older, and then by that time, is Lafreniere going to be at that point to where he needs to be? But Chris, or- we've seen this in the last <laughs> couple of years. Like these rookies are coming in and making immediate impact. Like Austin Matthews, his first year, he put up forty goals. I do nothing. I mean, even Debrinket's what last yeah, year put up 80, rookie 80 points. Like, <laughs> well, rookie players are doing it at a different rate because the game's doing so much speed and skill base, and these kids are developed for speed I and think skill. Think Debrinket waited two years. From yeah, he didn't come in at an eighteen year. He didn't. Co- he's no, he didn't come in right. 
still yeah. rookies are coming in and doing it. So I don't think it's unrealistic to say Lafreniere has 60 points next year and then 80 the next season, then 90, 95 the next year. Um, so I think like if the Rangers got it, that's their offense piece. But I do think that they could also trade for another offensive piece. Why stop at just one offense piece if you can get two? That makes sense. I think it's going to be a lot more clear next or for our next episode because we're going to know who has the number one pick. Correct. And then that will make this a lot more fun to project what these lineups are going to look like and their point totals and how they're going to develop. I think so, yeah, too. Yeah, that lot of what... draft is on Monday. Yeah. Is that crazy? Dude? Oh, it'll be. Isn't it while we're recording? Oh, yeah, man. I think so. That's gonna be so lit. we're going to be able to have a live reaction for you guys for the number one or who gets the number one overall pick. And that is going to be so much fun. I can't wait for that to happen. All right. Since we've been talking about Toronto, I want to hop back over Columbus since this game just went to OT. Okay. I 100% think that Columbus plays better with Elvis and net than Corpy. I think Corpy is the better goalkeeper, but Columbus is, they just like play with a higher energy with Elvis. I, I don't know if he's the better goalkeeper. I think it might be Merzlikens. Kevin, you've seen how many good saves, how many better saves. I love just I, made. I love like, both of them. Really good. Did you watch Corpus like, the first two games of the series? Though he, I have, but I'm just saying, like saves. he made really good saves just now when he just came in. So uh, they're both I mean, like, great goalies. Like I would flip a coin every game and be like, yeah, okay, I'm fine with you in that. Like I don't. Yeah, I just have. Think, I think Columbus plays with a different energy with Elvis because of what he did when he came in when Corpus Allo was. He had like five shutouts this season. Five shutouts in eight games. Like, that was absurd how often he was shutting out teams. Yeah. And, like, I was kind of surprised they went with Corpy, but he has more experience. He yeah, was behind so was like, okay. for a couple years. So, like, I got it. And then he played well. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Like, he stood on his head but, the first two games. But uh, Bruce Lickens is he's, he's the man. Yeah, Merz Lickens, like, they just play with a different energy. Like, it was 3 nothing, and then Merz Lickens comes in, and they score three unanswered goals and send this thing to OT. Like, yeah, I love Elvis. I think he's going to start the Nets game, and I think he's going to start the rest of the playoffs now. Oh, absolutely. And then just to quickly bring up uh, Calgary and Winnipeg, the Flames are up 2-1 on, on the Jets in this series. Uh, Flames beat up the Jets. I think the last game, like six to two. So oh, the Flames are, or that game's going on right now. So the Flames could go through tonight. Oh my God, I forgot that's going on too. Yeah, it would There's... be on NBCSN right now, but this Blue Jackets team is an OT. So who knows? By the time this is the most wonderful time over. of the year, it is all day hockey. Like it's beautiful. It's the most wonderful and unexpected time of the year. <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah, I'm, oh God, I'm so happy. All right. Well, I think that should wrap up episode number 26 of Inside the Minds. And it was a lot of hockey talk today, but we love talking hockey. It's a lot of fun. It's the most relevant, in my opinion, sports going on right now. It's just only because sport. It's the only playoff sport. And it's fun to be able to talk about all these what ifs and whatnot. So thank you for coming along with us during episode number 26. Be sure to like subscribe comment rate whatever you want to do uh, share with, with your friends share yeah that's probably the most important one thank you kevin <laughs> just interact with this podcast any way you can it really helps us and we really appreciate the support uh, also follow us on instagram and twitter at itm pod uh, we send out a bunch of different content for a uh, variety of sports 
throughout the day. And we love to see the interactions that come through and what your thoughts are in the current sports world. Thank you guys. We'll be back this Tuesday with episode number 27 and we will have the number one overall pick. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun just to kind of speculate lines and different combinations and our predictions for especially next year with that team, whoever it might be, it'll be fun. Join us for that on Tuesday. And before we go, I just want to quickly make a little bit of an update that the Winnipeg Jets would have had the number one pick if it wasn't for COVID. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on episode number 26. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Deuces.